You're in the car, on a trip, on a deserted highway, and you pass a beautiful Mercedes, partially in the ditch. Most likely you don't declare what a horrible car that Mercedes is, but you might say, wow, it looks like that driver's having a really bad day. It's most likely the fault of the driver of the car, not the car itself that it wound up by the side of the road. Let's think about the plans you need to make when you're preparing for a trip. Nowadays, you wanna be sure you have an accurate GPS, a working cruise control in the car, plenty of fuel, and plans for making periodic stops to refuel, walk around, even rest a bit. So what does this have to do with God and your relationship with Him. Well, let's look at these steps and see how they relate to our spiritual walk with the Lord. Well, first, there needs to be a plan. And we already know from Jeremiah 29, 11, that God has a plan for us. We just need to follow it. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. With our GPS, we can follow the plan for our trip. Without a GPS, we might take a wrong turn, end up miles from our intended route. Have you ever found yourself out of God's will? I certainly have, and it wasn't intentional or even a time that I was away from God. It was a time when I was just drifting along, thought everything was okay, but not necessarily taking my walk with Jesus as seriously as I should. Just like when we're on the road and we're just singing along with our music and maybe not paying attention to a map or a GPS or we don't have one and we miss the sign on the road. Next thing you know, we're miles off our route. So you can see that staying in fellowship with God is the only way to know the plan God has for us, to stay in His will. You know, when I take a trip and I'm on a long stretch of road, I know I need to use my cruise control. I know that. I know it. But does it always happen? Not necessarily. Recently, I drove to Arizona and back, and on the way back, I kept having to turn off my cruise control because of all the large trucks and I forgot to put it back on several times. One of those times I ended up driving way too fast. We won't talk about how fast. You know those roads, they just, you don't realize how fast you're going. But this time I had the opportunity to talk to a very nice state trooper along the side of the road. She was nice, but I certainly didn't enjoy the conversation. You know, in our spiritual life, using cruise control is like Romans 12, 12 that says, Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Now, I have to tell you that Romans 12, 12 is my verse for 2021. God usually gives me a verse or a word that is like a focus for some of my studies and quiet time for the year as well as my training at work. And Romans 12, 12 is what God gave me this year. 
But what does this verse, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, have to do with cruise control? Well, this verse basically tells us to stay steady, to keep on keeping on, but in a steady fashion. Talking about constant and patience. And also in James 1, 4, we see James says, and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. When we stay steady and consistent in our relationship and fellowship with the Lord, it allows Him to make us more like Christ. We're being made perfect and Christ-like as we stay consistent, steadfast, and we persevere. The third thing you're going to need to be sure you have before your trip is to be sure your car is ready with good fully inflated tires, a spare tire that's good and ready for use, and that you have plenty of fuel as you begin your trip so you don't end up running out of gas or low on air. What is fuel for us in our spiritual life? What do those preparations on the car, how does that correlate and relate to our spiritual life? Well, for me, fuel is my time in God's Word. It feeds me, it fills me up, it keeps me moving with joy and in the right direction. You know, in Colossians 3.16, we hear, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. We all have to fill ourselves up with the word of God in order to be truly rich in him. Now, we also see that when we take a trip, we need to make plans to stop, walk around, take a break, as well as refuel and just rest. Think about if you were trying to drive from New York to San Diego. You can't do that on one tank of gas, or even if you all you did was stop for fuel, you couldn't make it without sleeping or without stopping to eat and to physically rest. There are so many verses that talk about the fact that we need to be still. But there's a couple in particular I'd like to share with you. Psalm 37, 7 says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in His way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Then Psalms 46, 10 is almost a command for us to be still. It says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. It's one of the ways we can worship Him. Not just being still, but being still before Him and waiting for Him to give us direction. That, you know, in Psalm 37 7, where it says, Wait patiently and not fret when somebody that's evil and scheming prospers. That's part of it. If we're focused on Him, 
then we're not going to worry about that person that's prospering even though they're evil. It's not just a command to be still, but I believe it's a command for us to focus on Him and what He has for us, what He's doing, and the direction He wants us to go. So let's think about it. You know, if I have a child that I'm trying to give instructions to, they can't be watching TV, playing with friends, coloring, or anything else. I need them to look at me, completely focus on me and what I'm saying. I need their full attention in order to give them proper instructions and for them to know how to move forward. Or when I'm trying to train one of my canine fur babies, you might call them dogs. We just don't like to use that word in this house. I can't do it if they're paying attention to the other dog or they're looking for a treat or they're trying to eat. I need them to stay still right in front of me, focus on me and what I'm doing and saying. So if I want God to talk to me or show me part of his plan or give me any kind of direction, I need to be still and focus on him. I can't be watching TV or playing a game or even talking to friends. I need to be focusing on him and listening for his voice. I need to be still in my mind and listen for his instructions. When I plan for a trip with these things in mind, I should have a successful and fun trip without any stops for lack of fuel, low tires, or stops to talk to the highway patrol, or frustrated because I'm lost or exhausted. You know, looking back on that Mercedes by the side of the road, that was a bad or unprepared driver, most likely. Not a bad car. So when we find ourselves on the side of the road spiritually, it's most likely because we're trying to drive our life and not letting God drive our lives for us. You know, God has an aerial view, so to speak. He can see everything, not just everything going on now, but past, future, over all time and all places. You know, my son is a police officer and he serves in the canine unit. When he and his canine partner are chasing a suspect, typically they have a helicopter that's helping guide them. At night, the helicopter will shine a spotlight on the suspect so that the officers on the ground can find him or her, or giving them directions during the day as to the location of the suspect. Why? Well, the helicopter can see what's going on all around the area, where the officers on the ground have a very limited view. You know, we are like the officers on the ground. We can only see what's right in front of us, where God can see everything. Why wouldn't we want to rely on Him to guide us in the right direction when He has an aerial view of our life? If you haven't yet trusted Jesus as your Savior and you don't want to go another minute without Him to help you, to help you understand and reflect that true love that only 
Christ can teach you to have. Please call me, email me, or text me. You can also go and listen to podcast number zero. I have the step-by-step plan of how you can come to know Jesus personally on that podcast number zero. I want you to have this special, special relationship with Jesus. I wish I could help you see how wonderful he is. But one thing I can promise you is you won't regret it. God is so good. Please don't hesitate to try and live one more minute without him. If you need prayer or you would like to talk about how to, how to know Jesus or you have questions, please call me at 918-344-5656 or email me at lorythedisciple at gmail.com. And if you don't have a Bible, please let me know. I would love to mail you a New Testament. Everybody should have a Bible, and it would be my pleasure to send you one. My name is Lori, and I am a disciple of Jesus Christ.